There is a podcast about an island in the North Atlantic where people have been looking for an incredible treasure for more than 200 years. Hello, and welcome back to Could It Be? A Beyond Oak Island podcast. A Beyond Oak Island podcast. That's right. <laughs> well, we're still your hosts, Deidre and Dustin White. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. I'm ready to talk about some pirate treasure. <laughs> Could it be? Yeah, so we've got, um, we decided to do a podcast about Beyond Oak Island, the limited series on the um, History Channel. Exactly. Directly following well, one of our favorite shows, mm -hmm. The Curse of Oak Island. Mm -hmm. So um, we thought we'd do a fun podcast, and uh, or we hope it's fun, <laughs> right. and uh, talk about what happened on Beyond Oak Island. Yes. Uh, you guys know we're avid treasure hunters ourselves. We are. We've never we've never hunted for pirate treasure yet, though. No. Maybe that needs to happen after after seeing all the excitement that can be had. Oh. You know, pirate stuff. I was thinking the same thing because there are some legends and stories around here in the Pacific Northwest, uh, pirate-wise. Yeah, like, hmm. not much, though. Not as much as, like, the Caribbean, obviously, the east coast of, uh, you know, the United States, right? Exactly. But there is some over on the coast, you know, out towards Goonie area. Goonies, yeah. Yeah, but there is some old legends, mostly some Spanish ones. Mm -hmm. So. Oh, maybe we should look into it maybe not enough people are you know that just gave me an idea maybe we could do another uh like little um could it be a beyond oak island podcast spinoff where we do a review of the goonies doesn't that sound like fun or maybe we go like visit all the goonie sites and like yeah it's not far from us i know i i have my goonies map i can like hold it up in <laughs> places have, yeah she does have a goonies map so, so i mean that sounds kind of fun yeah, okay does. look that that idea was born right here right now boom all right so um beyond oak island is a show that it features rick and marty lagina mm -hmm. you know we, we know we know and love we're all guys. family yep. familiar yeah and then so uh they are looks like they're going to be bringing on various treasure hunters uh -huh. um to tell them a bit about what they're searching for uh -huh. and if they have anything that can assist them in finding those treasures uh -huh. they will um provide it or at least Give them some moral support. Give them some <laughs> ideas. Uh, yeah. Well, they say that they, um, you know, if anybody wants to come and get some insight from them, where they're happy to talk. So uh -huh. that's pretty cool and exciting stuff. I mean, that is. That's it's a it's really neat because you know, like you said, us being treasure hunters, uh -huh. it makes me feel like, oh man, our quest is is special. Our quest is validated. Yeah, and like. You know, there's other people that might be rooting for us, even if they're not into hunting for treasure. That's themselves. true. That's true. So it's pretty cool. It is cool. Uh, we had a really, I mean, do we want to talk about this intro? Because uh, I really liked it. Personally. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah. Yeah, we should definitely, actually, we have it in front of us. Mm -hmm. What uh, Rick, Marty, and Maddie mm -hmm. are saying mm -hmm. in Rick, the Marty, intro. Rick, Marty, Maddie. Yeah. So, because Maddie Blake is a big part of the show. Mm -hmm. yeah. And, uh, you know, we'll see him throughout the, the uh series so mm -hmm. that's exciting as well because uh you know we brought up rick and marty yep. but i mean i don't think the show gets made without maddie so pretty I, cool exactly and, and exciting it's not like rick and marty and craig and whoever you know can always leave the island yeah and... yeah yeah you, you're not gonna get rick and marty to go boots on the ground and uh 
Arizona or whatever, or not looks everywhere. Like maybe Utah next week with Gary Drayton. Mm-hmm. We have Gary Drayton next week, so yeah, it, it's going to be an exciting. They're thing. sending out the recruits, the reinforcements. <laughs> That's right. And they're deploying them, if you will. All right. So how does Maddie or Mart? How does Marty start the uh, okay. intro? Let's because we know I'm I'm a Marty. You are a Marty. I'm wearing red today. I should have wore green, huh? I know. Could have been the Rick. Okay, you can be the Rick. In spirit, I'm the Rick. Okay, so imagine I'm wearing green. There you go. (laughs) So it starts off. um, All the while we were growing up, my brother and I were fascinated with finding treasure. Pirate treasure, cursed treasure, Civil War gold. Since then, our work on Oak Island has shown us there's a world of mysteries waiting to be explored. So we like to reach out to other treasure hunters. X, X marks, marks the, the spot, spot right, right there. there. Brilliant. Brilliant. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, we want to hear their stories and share our insights. And who knows? Maybe we'll help them find what they're searching for. Not only in America. But all over the world. All over the world. Beyond Oak Island. I really liked that because it made me feel like they were supporting us without even knowing it. They are supporting us without knowing it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, um, you know. Right off the bat, before we get it deep, dive into what happened in this episode, uh-huh. Deidre and I, we love to treasure hunt. We love to look at these legends as well uh-huh. and um, learn what we can about them. Uh-huh. Um, one thing, one okay, so we were on Expedition Unknown last year. This is uh, not news. It, this to is any, not news to anybody, to anybody that has uh, tuned into our podcast before. But, <laughs> right. Yeah, we were searching for a-, a buried treasure in San Francisco called The Secret. Uh-huh. Um, I got a lot of Expedition Unknown vibes from the show. Yes. Except for, you know, there was like more, I'd say there was more like experts, you know, like little expert interviews, you know? There was a lot of information. I feel like the front of the show, which we'll kind of get into, really front loads us with a lot of information. I didn't think I'd be taking as much notes for this show as I did. I know. Like, it was a lot. It. Like, I think I took more notes for this than I did uh, Oak uh, Oak Island. Oak Island, yeah. Like, Curse of Oak Island, right? so specific to one area yes there's all these different people but we've had over time you mm-hmm. know kind of been able to gather the bits and pieces right here we're being fed a ton of pirate treasure so much lore and history and bringing in experts i mean it really validates this search yeah and uh, i really like that personally I, I did as well it was it was cool it was fun to learn a lot of that stuff mm-hmm. um for this podcast, we're probably going to stick more to the Jean Lafitte yes. um, pirate story, not go into all the Blackbeard and all of the, you know, everything else that they went into. Well, we might touch on it briefly, but, you yeah. know, I don't think we're going to dive deep into that stuff because, you know, that wasn't the main focus. That's not the treasure they hunted this time. Yeah, no. They'll get back to that, I'm sure, in the future. I, I There's so much potential here all right so let's start off with the play-by-play right yeah i guess so like we had rick and marty lagina in the war room yep with with christian roper yes and rick asks if christian thinks there's anything to be found on oak island because i guess that's a standard question to anybody that enters the war room i will enter the war room and answer your question rick please yeah what will you say you're Uh, you're gonna say like eh i don't know i'm kind of a marty that's what yes, but Marty's really moved the dial. I mean, mm. I'm all in now. There's something there. Okay. Yeah. Well, 
obviously i'd be like duh <laughs> okay i wouldn't say no duh, you but... would joke with them be like nah i don't think anything's here I, just kidding that's a possibility and i'd say why why are you messing with them we finally made it to the war room yeah, <laughs> okay let... now christian says absolutely yes and he's really impressed with what they've done on the island uh -huh. to move the quest forward uh-huh he and he thinks there's at least something to be found there and Sorry, he thinks there's at least something to be found that the team's already unearthed a lot of information. Yeah. Like what but he says what it is, he has no idea. And I think a lot of us agree. It's Templar, baby. <laughs> Your team Templar, huh? Oh, of course. Of course. All right. So in Waltz is Maddie Blake. Yeah, they're all having a conversation. Yeah. And he it's like he's coming in. Hey guys, yeah, don't he, forget about me. Yeah, well, he gets his seat at the war room table. Yeah. You know, he goes over there and um you know, plops himself down and mm -hmm. it's like, treasure, go. Give me the lowdown. Yeah. Anyway, so Marty does introduce Christian Roper yeah. um, mm -hmm. to Maddie and says he's kind of the, he's their authority on pirate treasure. Well, he's just in general an authority. Yes. And that's cool. It makes them, makes him authority and that's that's very true yeah so from uh, about pirate stories and treasure from all over the world mm -hmm. you know so maybe you know okay i've reached out to christian yeah he might be joining us at some point in the future it might be sooner might be later we're working on it guys we're working on it uh because it'd be fun to chat with him maybe he would know about some pacific northwest mm -hmm. treasure yeah and pirate, if there's such a thing and pirate lord i don't know i i felt I like think there's very much I didn't say there was, yeah. um, but he felt very well spoken yeah. to me. Mm -hmm. I know a lot of times as treasure hunters, we can come in with all this zeal and excitement and almost discredit ourselves mm -hmm. like right away. Right. But he seemed really well versed in his knowledge, very measured, very measured. And uh, I could just like see his brain working yeah. as he was kind of taking them through and not off on tangents and did a really good job presenting i i really liked it yeah well it he i thought he was a good first guest oh excellent. you know because he is um i guess he was like he's someone that they could talk to that knows a lot about what he's searching for yeah. plus it's someone that they can like look at like man christian you're me you know 40 years ago dude yeah you know like you're me 35 40 years ago uh -huh. and i really wish i had uh someone like, like i can provide what i could provide for you uh -huh. you know i wish someone could have provided that for me at that time right and so I, I just think they they feel great about uh just helping them in general yeah and giving back i mean yeah. it, it helps uh with validation for yourself mm -hmm. um it really just another set of people to be able to bounce your ideas off of yeah. so maddie yeah. is actually introduced as an oak island researcher yes that was pretty neat yeah that was cool you know, it's good to see him get some cred there yep because he does a lot of work over there on the island and mm -hmm. you know i don't know what he does uh when he's not on the island you know as far as oak island but mm -hmm. i'm sure he you know yeah. it's really he's not just a host and well he's just he's super invested right yeah absolutely yeah. but it's cool to have him on the show uh we know he's from east texas mm -hmm. and it's funny because everyone especially now he's kind of like okay i'm seeing a disconnect like east texas like texas pirates <laughs> what 
how 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 do we get there? Well, I mean, that comes a little bit later. He gets into it. The Gulf but... of Mexico is co- directly connected to the Caribbean, right? So I mean, exactly. it's not like out of the realm of possibility, or not like, even close. I, I would I can understand, I can understand. It. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say we kind of get into rick asking what was your reader's digest moment right you know they have the moment of reading the article that got them to the island yeah the january 1965 reader's digest Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so that was interesting for them to bring up again Mm -hmm. and i'm glad they did on the first episode because you know it's like the origin story right everybody's got one and that's uh rick lagina's origin story Mm -hmm. and by proxy his brother Mm -hmm. so christian is the son of two divers So he was kind of immersed in this world of treasure hunting, scuba diving, all these different things that would come up in that, right? Yep. So when he was seven, he went with his father to on on one of his dives Mm -hmm. out at Athens Scuba Park. Mm -hmm. And he and that's run by a seasoned treasure hunter, uh, Calvin Wilch Wilshire. Right? Did I get that right? Wilcher. Wilcher. Mm -hmm. Okay. So Calvin told him about pirate treasure in Texas. And, you know, you're seven years old. You kind of get the the hook there, right? It was the hook. And for him, that's really what it was. It planted the seed. He would think about that for the rest of his life. And and look where he is now. Yep. Look where he is. No kind of war room. Boom. He's, he's, uh, that's that's a good place to be if you're a treasure hunter, I'd say. Uh, yes. All right. So Maddie asks Christian, which specific treasure is he looking for? Mm-hmm. And his answer was Jean Lafitte. Yeah, Jean Lafitte, notorious pirate out of, um, you know, the Gulf of Mexico area. Yeah, a lot of the area <laughs> down yeah. there, and everyone's like, "Whoa." Yeah. So um, <laughs> Christian explained that uh, Lafitte was well-connected with Uh smugglers as far north as Arkansas. And Maddie said that uh, he thought Lafitte was out of Louisiana, or Marty did. Uh He's like, I thought Lafitte was out of Louisiana. You know, that's what I thought, too, Uh because everything I had heard about Lafitte prior to this episode of Beyond Oak Island Uh was all about his operations in Louisiana. Uh And and that makes sense, but he, Christian kind of goes on to explain well yeah he he was but after attacking an american ship he was kind of forced over to texas <laughs> and all along that coast down there so there's a ton yeah he's everywhere yeah, him he, and his brother yeah well he was like peace out yeah <laughs> i gotta go i gotta go be but pirate elsewhere before that uh-huh. in the uh war of 1812 uh-huh. uh some of the backstory they give on lafitte yep. is he was approached by the british uh-huh. and said hey um Pirate Lafitte. Yeah. Uh, can you uh, assist us in, uh, you know, getting the Americans out of power so that the British can come mm-hmm. back, basically? And he's like, you know, let me think about it and give me 30K. Yeah. <laughs> he, he's give me two weeks. And, you know, so he decides to ponder on it for two weeks. And I guess we should mention that they reached out to Lafitte because him and his brother were running like this huge operation. Yeah, and he he had a a force basically, yeah. and they, they could have used as a militia. Yeah, it's just I mean he he controlled most of the boats, the people. It, it was already in place. Why wouldn't you reach out there? And he was like, "Give me two weeks," and he's a negotiator. So he's like, you can Meh. appreciate that, can't you? I can. I love me a good negotiation. Yeah. So I don't know if he got the thirty thousand dollars up front. 
Uh, I didn't, it didn't make that clear on the show, but, uh, and I didn't look it up. I should have uh-huh. looked it up, but I, I, I like to think he took the $30,000 from the British said, let me think about it. And then went to, uh, he acted like he was going to yeah. take the money. We at least know he acted like he was going to help him. Yeah. And then he t- contacts the American authorities, mm-hmm. um, including Andrew Jackson, mm-hmm. who would be president later on yep. and said, Hey, yo. These guys, uh, the British, uh-huh. your, your enemy, our enemy, yep. um, wants, uh, wants me to join them, wants me to you know use my guys against you. Uh-huh. Um, got a better deal for me. Uh-huh. Why don't you guys pardon me and I'll help you? Yeah. And Ex- so, excuse all my stuff. Yeah. And they're like, well, okay. It's one of those like, you know, keep your friends close and your enemies closer. Because I don't think if I were Jackson that I would be wanting to have... Lafitte's crew on the opposite side. Yeah, well, you do everything you can to get the upper hand in the uh, the big war. So, oh yeah. Um. Anyway, he helped uh, the Americans. Americans won. Yay! Uh-huh. Yay for America! And then uh, he got. Um, you know, he he eventually, like Deidre said, atta- uh-huh. mistake, mistakenly attacked an American war um, ship, not a warship, uh-huh. and was forced away by the USS Enterprise. <laughs> yeah. So he's like, hey, I get my pardon from uh, President Madison and all is well. I'm yeah. And, good. Now, and now Captain Kirk's Oops, now my men accidentally. <laughs> yeah. And now Captain Kirk's going to come and uh, kick me out of my home. Yeah, I just thought it was funny that the USS Enterprise was the I one know. that uh, took him away. You know, it's funny. Um, yesterday on Twitter, I saw William uh-huh. Shatner posted something like I heart Star Wars. Yeah. And then underneath it was like, this was independently fact checked to be <laughs> false because he's Star Trek. You know, yeah. it was something funny like that. Fact checked to be yeah pretty funny oh that's funny um yeah so uh <laughs> so anyways surprisingly anyway. Lafitte's like all right i i'm gonna move because my guys accidentally attacked one of your ships after the pardon that seems fair so he's moving down to east texas galveston he's headed down to galveston that's where Dietrich's always wanted to go well there's a lot of places I've always wanted to go, but I am very fascinated with the area. It's very rich in history. History. The houses are cool. Um, yeah, there aren't a lot of them on stilts. They are because of the uh, flood down there, huh? And well, continuous floods. And the uh, hurricanes flood. and everything. Yeah, and the hurricanes. Uh, so many reasons. Yeah. Anyway, so he's uh, heads down to Galveston, which at the time was still controlled by the Spanish. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So he technically, I mean, he left the country basically yeah. even though the country is now caught back up but not for him yeah but he set up a new base of operations mm-hmm. you know the whole thing and um yeah then as far as we know um he like set up shop and continued his life of piracy mm-hmm. and um, he was next to trading ports mm-hmm. looting ports you know for life of a pirate and really amounted a lot of yeah. money yeah so robert clotworthy explained that jean lafitte was a pirate privateer smuggler soldier spy you know that's a lot uh-huh. <laughs> he had a lot going on in his life and um yeah then we had some like experts uh chip in with some knowledge about him right of course so we had don frazier he's an author of uh frontier texas history of a borderland uh-huh. you know it's funny this uh this book frontier texas um it's one of the books that talks about a, um, a, uh, uh, a legend of a shadow being used to bury a treasure and find a treasure. Oh, what? Something we know a lot about. And yeah. people said, 
that's only a masquerade thing. It's not. It's been used for a long time and many legends. I've got books to sort to source check. Yeah, so like hundreds of years. Anyway, I just thought that was pretty funny. Mm-hmm. All right. So um then we also had uh Martin Morgan, an mm-hmm. author and historian. Um and uh, you know, they explained some some details about Lafitte, his life. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're not gonna go in too deep into all that, but um, Christian explained that, uh, there was nowhere, um, to spend or like, okay. So we had Marty, I think, right. He, yeah, asked, Marty asked, the question. he asked like, why would he bury his treasure? And not just spend it. Right. And that's like a good question. It, it's a great question. Pirates aren't known to like save their money. They're going to be spending it and you know, you loot, you spend, you that's just the process it's not like you're thinking i need to find a bank to store some of this yeah well i mean if there's no bank for you mm-hmm. what do you do with it apparently you hide it. you hide it and you send your men out it with several smaller caches mm-hmm. say hide it mark it yeah well and then uh but christian explained that there was nowhere to spend that kind of money in texas at the time yeah. like he just i mean he's not going to just go and blow it all mm-hmm. you know if, if he has to or doesn't have um you know has to mm-hmm. sort out his life otherwise mm-hmm. he had to hide it or um give it away and yeah. I, don't, I don't think he's a robin hood type well yeah i don't think he's the robin hood type i'm sure he overpaid for things in order to make sure they were kept quiet to get a new identity and it's not like as a pirate you always have the upper hand yeah because well back in those days as one of the experts mm-hmm. wisely said if you wanted to just fade away and start a new life that was something you could do back then yeah you, you can't really do a, that now you could buy a new one like mm-hmm. or not like you could just fade away like you said there's reports of him and his men bringing in over 30 million in goods every year it's a lot that's, that's a lot a for lot. A, like early 1800 uh, economy. <laughs> yeah. And that's just what are the reports, you know, not everything's written down. If you were a pirate, would you be keeping a ledger of everything? Probably not. Two in the pocket, one in the book. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, probably not. So anyways, there's all these stories about all the waterways and swamps that mm-hmm. Lafitte um, would have said, um, you know, like you said, put it there, mark it. We'll come back to it. And uh, did they come back for it all? Who knows? That's part of the journey we're on with this show, right? Mm -hmm. And when they were told they needed to leave again because they were causing so much trouble (laughs) and surprisingly agreed, I mean, yeah, you got to start doing something with it. You do. All right. So Maddie asked Christian, how much is the value of what you're looking for? And Christian replied, at the time it was two million dollars in silver and that's an 1816 value Mm -hmm. and it is you know i guess silver is worth 25 times that now because we have a today current estimated value of 50 million dollars which puts a smile on everybody's face that's a lot of money it makes sense why to go for it yeah so um maddie asks about um pirate appeal to us mm-hmm. and marty answers um or what what about the pirate like life and style and everything appeals because like if we lived in that time mm-hmm. we wouldn't we wouldn't care for these people right mm-hmm. like <laughs> pirates were pretty bad people generally we would have like uh um we would have 
stories of like we get into Blackbeard later. We yeah. get into uh, Captain Kidd, Henry Morgan, all those guys. Uh -huh. you, know, you know, they weren't um, known as nice uh, individuals with warm and fuzzy hearts. Uh -huh. Okay, there's a reason that when you sing Yo Ho Yo Ho, the Pirates' Life for me, they talk about pillaging, yeah, plundering. You know, not good stuff. Haven't you been on the Pirates of the Caribbean ride? I mean, there's yeah. a lot of pillaging and plundering. Yeah, and a... it's it's not it's not great. Yeah, no. But, um, I mean, there's an allure to that now. I mean, yeah. it's been romanticized. Oh man, yes, it has. And it... Marty replies like, "Pirate treasure." That's what's appealing to me, right? <laughs> yeah. And it, he kind of goes on where he's saying, kind of like, "What is it?" Treasure so, Island, oh, it, no. it, the book, you know, is one of the ones that has romanticized this whole. Yeah, that's what Rick was saying. Yeah, mm -hmm. for sure. And uh, even kidnapped. Yes. Both by Robert Louis Stevenson. Mm -hmm. yeah. And just even, what was I going to say? So Marty talks about how. I'm sorry, this cat. How blah 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 marty talks about how pirate treasure is really like the cleanest treasure mm -hmm. and i my first thought is clean are we talking about pirates but i mean it's already been stolen right it's already been stolen so any finders keepers rule it should apply especially to uh this kind of treasure more than any other kind of treasure you know like literally they have to worry about so much rules on oak island mm -hmm. and so much like you know what happens when the treasure is found on mm -hmm. oak island like who gets it you know who where how does it get split you know does the government get it all you know maybe that's the fact with some of this pirate stuff too yeah but like you know marty can imagine it being an easier thing for someone to find to just take ownership of exactly yeah and then rick you know talks about growing up and uh just you know the romantic aspect of like these treasure stories and the pirates and so all that uh, all that good stuff and then um, christian goes on to say that pirates are some of the most multicultural people in the world right and so uh they wore clothing and jewelry from different groups they spoke three to four different broken languages they were well traveled and were only loyal to the ocean right? only loyal to the ocean yeah so um let me see They've spoke four, three or four broken languages. What, what, you know, I haven't done any research on this. What languages would you expect them to? Spanish, French, and some kind of English. I, I don't know, but it made me think, man, that would be a hard to crack any codes they uh, would have. I know. But we've seen in a lot of pirate movies and stuff. Yeah, they're going to speak various different languages and broken pieces it's kind of like i think of it as an international soccer team when you have them coming from all different countries and sometimes you don't speak the same language but maybe it's a hand gesture you all understand you all understand the spanish version of passing the ball <laughs> like you know whatever it is i assume they have certain words that they understand that can communicate with each other or they give they give each other a look and an eyebrow, you know. Or they'll uh, give each other a fist bump or elbow. A fist bump. Do you think pirates elbow, are fist bump people? Maybe, maybe elbow bumps these days. And there's no current. There's no modern real pirates, is there? I get you know there is actually. I mean, this but, isn't Napster, but <laughs> no, like um, 
I don't know. Maybe they would like uh, click each other's peg legs. Peg legs. <laughs> uh, clink each other's hooked hands. Sure. That's what I think of when I think of a pirate. All right. Anywho. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Rick goes on to talk about, you know, one of the famous pirates of the day. Uh, oh, gosh. His, his name's hard to pronounce. Oliver. It's almost like Oliver, but it's o- Olivier. Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, Labasseur. Yes, that was and uh, how he left a coded message that remains unsolved to this day. And that's like you were saying, mm-hmm. they spoke all these different dialects, all these different uh, you mm-hmm. know jargons, and like, which one do you use to break exactly. this code, or all of them, or like, man, like that's something I would love to look into, but I don't think I'd be any help because like literally I don't speak like English, mm-hmm. and that I don't see me like mastering. Uh, uh pirate jargon yeah even if you were to crack the individual letters like at what point can you break it out to even make sense yeah i, I don't know but hard to know it, it's impressive but that one that that treasure that they talked about was um pretty intense because it's said to have been worth a billion dollars mm-hmm. is that like like a billion dollars today mm-hmm. or like a billion dollars at the time I don't know. Like, did they, was there even a billion dollars in the economy uh, back in those days? Maybe. Well, I mean, they don't care much about economy. <laughs> they just take it. No, no, no. I'm just saying, like, was in the world, was there a billion dollars at the time? I'm sure there was. But, like, I'm just saying, like, it's a lot. Mm-hmm. And it's worth a lot right now. So, uh, that, anyways, that opened up Matty Blake's eyes when he heard a billion dollars from, from Christian. His, like, eyes were like. He's like, I'm in. His eyes were like dinner plates. Right. You know? I was like, ah, I want that. So Robert Clotworthy just starts listing off all these different pirates and including who? Oh, geez. Well, we already know John Lafitte, William Kidd, Blackbeard, Francis Drake, Henry Morgan, uh, Lava Sewer. Um, he says it's impossible to know who stole the most loot yeah. at the time, you know, during the age of piracy. Mm-hmm. But Lava Sewer has, you know, a claim to a big, big mm-hmm. chunk, apparently. Um, and then we had uh, some more of the uh, experts weigh in. Dr. Uh, Rebecca mm-hmm. Simon, historian, uh, talked about L- Lavasur was robbing slave ships off the coast of Africa. Mm-hmm. His nickname was La Bussy, which meant the buzzard. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, we're not going to go too much more into that. But yeah, because you know, just... we want to get to Christian stuff. We do, we do. We do. Um, another, I guess I want to give like at least a mention to who the other historians are. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we had a, a a treasure hunter historian named John uh, Matera. Mm -hmm. And um, he explained the penalty for piracy at the time, uh, uh, a long drop, short stop. Ow. Yeah. Um, Then we had Robert Jacob. He popped up a few times. He's the author of a pirate's life in the golden age of piracy. Mm -hmm. And um, he, he talked about a lot of different things and how that coded message that Lavasur uh, left behind could have been even a Templar code. Mm-hmm. Templar, could, could it be? be? Yeah, it could be. So, yeah. Then uh, Maddie asks who the quintessential pirate is that everybody thinks about when you talk about pirates, and uh, Christian says, without a doubt, that would be Edward Teach. Yeah, aka I'm going Teach. Oh yeah, Blackbeard. <laughs> yeah, you didn't know that off the top of your head. I just it didn't dawn. I was taking notes. I'm like Teach. Okay. Oh duh. Mm. <laughs> like it didn't. It wasn't an instant click. I'm Edward admitting. Edward and Edwina were named after him. Could it be Edward Teach? 
that's actually an interesting uh, thought. Yeah, so that's something from The Secret. Mm-hmm. Our friend Coy, mm-hmm. who was a treasure hunter, one breakfast team and bourbon. And a treasure finder. And a treasure finder. He found the breakfast team bourbon treasure for $50,000 a couple mm-hmm. of years ago. He was on Expedition Unknown with us. And one of his ideas was that Edward Teach could have been from that line. Mm-hmm. And that's what that line could mean. It could be Blackbeard. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, anyway, then Maddie asks, um, didn't he die young? And uh, Blackbeard only was around for a couple of years. Yeah, but, but when you're that hardcore, I mean. Yeah, so Blackbeard, like, we're not going to talk much about him because I'm sure they're going to do a whole other episode on just on Blackbeard. I'd be surprised but, if they don't. Yeah, like, set his hair on fire. To look ultra intimidating. Yeah, like, would you? What, what would you do if you like sailing the seas and you see somebody's head on fire and they look like they just want to kill you? They have like matches in yeah. their beard. That's how I'm going into all my negotiations going ah. forward. I'm gonna light my hair on fire and be like, "You will take this offer." Yeah, they're gonna be like, "Peace out." <laughs> Good see negotiation tactic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, Blackbeard is just legendary. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, born in Bristol, England, around 1690, lo- commanded one of the largest fleets. His boat was, uh, or like his flagship, was the Queen Anne's Revenge. Yeah, which is was a slave ship. Yep, which was what he was looking for because it can sleep so many people. Yep, and his crew was over 700 men. Like, that's I mean, huge. It, yeah, and they did that's, end for up one, finding for one boat. That's insane. Yeah, they ended yeah. up finding the Queen Anne's Revenge. Mm-hmm. Right, I mean, Marty brings that up and off the um, coast of North Carolina. Yeah. And there wasn't anything on it. Uh, they did find the sister ship, and there was quite mm-hmm. a bit on it. So, what's the sister ship's name? The Wida? What? Yeah, something like that. The Wida. $400 million worth of treasure was found on the sister ship. Nothing was found on the Queen Anne's Revenge. Unless, what if, what if there was like so much found on Queen Anne's Revenge that they're just like withholding it so that they don't have to like. I don't think that's the case. Yeah, I know. Good try, though. Valiant yeah. effort. Yeah, but where's Blackbeard's treasure? Where is it? I don't know. Uh-huh. I think that's the question. That's, that's the question for another episode of Beyond Oak Island. Yes. All right. Rick brings it back to Lafitte. Yeah, that's someone's got to bring it back to the yeah. center here. Okay. Let, let's get back on Lafitte. Yep. So he asks Christian if they're following a very specific trail. Mm-hmm. And Christian said, yeah, for sure. Like, literally... Um, here's this magazine. This mm-hmm. is this is the Reader's Digest of 1957, mm-hmm. but it's not uh, like it's not Reader's Digest. It, it's yeah, my version though. Yeah, well, your story. It, yeah, it's the True West magazine, mm-hmm. and there's an article in it that has got many searchers interested in finding this treasure, including him. Mm-hmm. You know, he probably read it a couple years after it was published, though, because like Christian's a young guy. Yeah, so. you, you know, I mean, yeah. we know the seed was planted young, so he probably came across this and his research yeah and... well, rick is definitely <laughs> reminded of the reader's digest moment right mm-hmm. um christian tells him that the story there's a story about Hendricks lake mm-hmm. and it's a story about smuggling about a ship called the santa rosa that lafitte um lafitte stole two million dollars mm-hmm. in silver ingots from he gave them to a smuggler who mm-hmm. told him to take them to st louis the spanish has set up a trap in the wagon um loads of silver were pushed into the lake because mm-hmm, in texas at the time it was still spanish and that's texas, what you do you right? just push uh, silver into a lake all right and so uh, there have been searchers since 1880s looking for this treasure um it's part of a river that shifted and created a lake yeah i thought that was 
interesting. I was like, a lake? Why a lake? But... Yeah, and it doesn't really look like a traditional lake. It looks like a river when they do like some drone shots and whatnot. It does. It, it's kind of long and narrow by long. I mean, he says it's three quarters of a mile long. Which isn't very long, to be yeah. honest. And not very wide. I had said to you, we have a like a jet ski kind of racing man-made lake around here. And it looks a lot like that except for way more swampy and terrifying animals in it. Mm-hmm. Yep, for sure. Uh-uh. All right. And so um, he, Marty asked Christian, hey, for sure. Are, how, how sure are you? Like, legit. <laughs> okay, Marty doesn't say legit. But like he says, how sure are you that there's a treasure there? Christian says 100%. He believes that uh, there is something that could be found, right? I, I liked that response, by the way. He said that there's something could be found so he doesn't say that hey i'm gonna find it i like no he and he's saying that there could be evidence found Mm -hmm. right i mean he's not saying nest i mean he's hoping there's silver yeah but if anything it it very much is going to progress the search yeah so uh rick and marty asked christian what he wants to do and christian says that there um were searches in the 50s and the 60s -hmm. um but they want to try again using some modern technology and sounds um yeah and it hasn't really been searched in the past 50 years. So, you know, hey, Rick Let's and Marty, can you help me out? Mm-hmm. Can you help a bro out? And uh, Rick says that they have a lot of tech that they can, you know, they can use mm-hmm. that they've used on Oak Island. Mm-hmm. And that's cool how it kind of like wraps back around Oak Island, you know, because everybody's so invested in Oak Island. Right. You know, like that's millions of people around here. the world are invested in that treasure hunt. Mm-hmm. And it's cool that you can use all these techniques all of these technologies and then Mm -hmm. lend them to people looking for different kinds of treasure because Mm -hmm. hey it if it's worked on oak island or Mm -hmm. if at least you've seen some positive results Mm -hmm. maybe it can elsewhere too yep so they you know he's talking about like you said the gpr the magnetometer side scan i mean we've seen them scan around oak island that's kind of what we're looking at for sure yeah and um Rick asks if anything has been found that could be attributed to Lafitte. And mm-hmm. Christian says nothing specifically. So this could be the first big find. Dun, dun, dun. It could be. All right. So at, uh, Rick then, you know, this is kind of wrapping up in the war room, uh, asks if he uh, chases the story uh, as much as the treasure. And um, Christian replies, yeah, you know, it's definitely all about the story. Yeah. I mean, without the story, you have nothing. Oh, well, exactly. And, you know, if, you don't have the treasure you have the story mm-hmm. so i mean at least you have that to pursue you know christian later on says that he's obsessed with it mm-hmm. you know and that's how if you're going to be serious about finding something like that that's the way that's the mindset you got to have yeah lafitte was is so mysterious you know people assume where he was born and don't really know what happened to 